Dr. Bensong risked everything when he used the Quantum Leap Accelerator to travel back in time. Now our team's working to find out why. As he leaps between bodies with no memory of who he is, he still has one hope. That his next leap takes him back to the place and people he calls home. Hello, everybody. Hello. Welcome to Fate's Wide Wheel. I'm Sam. I'm Dennis. And uh, we're here to talk about episode two of uh, Quantum Leap 2022, uh, Atlantis. But before we get to that, we got a few other things to do. First of all, Dennis, how are you? I'm doing great. How are you doing? You know, it's been a long weekend. Uh, mm-hmm. I am, In fact, you can probably see on my hands here, I'm covered with paint still sure. from... Uh, all the uh, all the activities over at the condo, getting it all ship shape to list and uh, put on the market, um, and it is a slow process because obviously there's a lot of other stuff going going on, including this. Um, but yeah, overall good. A little tired, but good. that's that's how we've that's earned our trademark. Our, our nickname. Too tired yeah, exactly. yeah. <laughs> too tired dads. Trademark. Yeah, uh, we had a great weekend with the kids. Nothing too too crazy, too extravagant out there. We're recording this on Sunday night. We should clarify if this is the first time you're listening. Uh, or if uh, or, or if you missed it from last week and you've listened to us before, we were very lucky this last week. Actually, we got word in the middle of the airing of the premiere episode. We have press access, press status. I'm not sure what you would call it. Yeah. Um, but but basically, as TV reviewers, technically, um, we, we get some things in advance, including screener copies of the episode. So after several days of thinking we may not get a screener for this one, it came in what like shortly before 10 o'clock on friday, friday. yeah, yeah friday yeah. evening you texted me me and betsy we were folding laundry we were watching outlander catching up with the last season of that and betsy love her we totally shifted gears and uh and we watched some, we watched one, some quantum leap. from one time travel show to another from one time, time travel, travel show, show to another <laughs> and then we went back last night and we binged and we caught up the last two episodes of outlander so now we're completely caught up with outlander uh but God bless Betsy. I always say, by every yeah. man with a podcast is a woman wondering how, wondering how the hell she ended up marrying a man with a podcast. But yeah, yeah, I'm sure, I'm sure Jess wonders the same thing. Uh, <laughs> All right, uh, it was, you know, it was cool. And 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 just to to speak frankly about that for a second, uh, you know, I kind of played it coy in in the in the Twitter game when I was tweeting out that you know I'd seen the episode and that I thought it was really good and, and even thought that it was better than the the premiere episode. Um, but part of that is because I don't know what the hell I'm doing. Like I don't know how to talk about this. You know what I mean? Like it's kind of like sure. do I do I just say like oh yeah we we got screener access, which is exactly what we've done. Um, but uh, yeah, I, you know, it was really cool uh, and, and kind of unexpected. Did not necessarily know if it would come through, um, and certainly didn't expect it to come through in the midst of, of watching the premiere episode. Um, now, of course, we had gotten our hands on a screener. We won't talk too much about that. But uh, of the, the premiere, so we did know ahead of time, uh, um, you know, it was kind of going in, into that. Uh, one of the caveats, of course, is that sometimes the episodes are not finished. Now, Atlantis looked like it was finished. There was nothing sure. about watching this that made me think like, oh, this they might change this or they might change that. Obviously, with the premiere episode, it was a different story. Um, but I certainly just want to say, 
you know, I, not to sound like a company shill or anything, because we're always going to voice our own opinions and, and, and stay free of that. But I do want to just say thank you to NBC Universal, to Leslie Schwartz and Tori Walsh in particular, um, for, you know, making this possible for two tired dads who started a podcast, you know, five years ago to be able to get this access so that we can hopefully stay on top of things and bring you, you know, the best content that, that we know how to provide. Um, which will keep us as the sports night of quantum leap podcast. I'm sure. Uh. <laughs> and, and, and I will say, and I will say like, you know, the quantum leap podcast, you know, the OG QL podcast, uh, they got screener access sooner because they asked for it sooner, basically. And quite frankly, until they gave us a courtesy heads up that it was happening. I, I never really thought like, Oh, we'll reach out. I never thought we like, we were big enough to like even, try to do that and we were just like playing in this whole scenario of like jumping right into recording monday night as soon as the episode wrapped up and and putting it out the next day for for people to have so yeah we didn't realize that this was a uh was an opportunity for us and then yeah and then it happened and here we are yeah and and you know one other thing worth mentioning is that uh, there's no way of knowing for certain what episodes will have screeners, you know, it it could be that this continues for each and every episode of the season, which would be awesome and make our lives a heck of a lot easier in a lot of ways. Um, Or it could be just the first few and then, you know, and then that's it. Um, But it certainly seems like, given the situation with the series that they want to keep it going. Uh, and based off of what I've seen kind of poking around, you know, the, the, the website and stuff, it looks like there are a lot of shows that do have like the complete seasons there. So, uh, so I'm hoping and thinking that we will indeed keep getting these uh, in a, at least a few days advance, uh, which again, will give us the opportunity to kind of pre-record and, uh, and hopefully, you know, stay, stay on top of things for, for all of the, the wonderful listeners that are out there, uh, that have made themselves known. Um, there's been a lot of really great engagement, uh, all over social media with us and, and eat some emails and, 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 and such. And, uh, we're just really grateful for that and really appreciative of, uh, of all of you that, that have, uh, um, you know, jumped aboard recently or been with us since the very beginning. Um, either way there's, there's place for everybody at this table. Uh, and we're so thrilled that, uh, that, uh, to have you, you know, spend your valuable time with us because you have a lot of options for your 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 podcast entertainment not just yeah. uh quantum leap podcast which there are more, more now it seems like than more there ever up. have been more um, popping up every day yeah yeah um so we really appreciate you spending your time with us and uh we'll try and keep it worth worthwhile um Absolutely. speaking of which you got some people we, to thank speaking of, yeah let's thank we, 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 uh, let's thank some people and we have some new folks to thank this week uh, by the way, for simplicity's sake, I've just started going completely in alphabetical order. So if the, the order changes every week, that's how it goes. Um, so thank you to our donors and patrons. We have Al's Place, Leap Fan Site. Thank you, Brian. Uh, Cosplay Dad, he is a new donor. Joanne Bartlett, a new patron. Dana Bias, Rich Bork, Kevin Butcher, a new Kevin. one. Thank you. Hey, Kevin, a, yeah, Kevin actually is a listener to that, uh, the other podcast for the game that I that I do. And uh, oh, he, he told me that he'd listen. So thank you very much, Kevin. Kevin, appreciate oh, that. Awesome. Fantastic. Uh, welcome, Kevin. Uh, Barry Donovan, Brian Dreadful, Troy Evers, Larry Ganey, Jason Geis, Amy Holtkamp, Bess A. Corey. She's a new patron. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, Bess. And thank you for the lovely notes that you that you sent along as well. Uh, oddly specific with Audra, Christopher Redman, Adrian Soule, Karen Saxon, Mike Stouffer, Damon Sugamelli, Larry Trujillo, Joe Wilson, and our donors who wish to remain anonymous. For whatever reason, you all, I like, yeah. 
I am so, I mean, the fact that that list has just like gotten longer is, is incredible. Thank mm-hmm. you all so, so, so very much for the support. It means a lot and it enables us to, to do better things, even though some of those things we're still trying to figure out how to use. Uh, technology yes. is interesting, uh, but, but hopefully we'll be able to continue getting all the, the goodies that'll, that'll make us uh, even better at this. Yeah. Um, so thank you all so much. And, you know, if anyone's listening out there and, and, you know, you want to, uh, support, um, like I always say, you know, get back to your community, find a charity that you want to, uh, support. Uh, and if there's still some change rattling around in your pocket, then by all means, send it our way. Uh, we'll continue to do everything we can to, uh, to make this the best possible podcast that, that it can be. Yeah, absolutely. Well said. And I will say, uh, we won't go any longer about this. If you want to become uh, a patron or a donor, we have ways you can do it monthly or just do it one time uh, through Patreon and the website, Buy Me a Coffee. And that information is in our show notes on our website, wherever you are listening. All right. All right. Let's shift over to talk about uh, the, the the most fun thing we could possibly talk about: TV ratings. Yes. Uh, <laughs> There's so, been a lot of talk about the ratings for for the for episode one over the last. Yes. Week. Yeah. Uh, and you know, depending on what outlet you read, uh, it's been spun numerous ways. Uh, you know, some people are saying like, "Eh, it was pretty good, you know, for, for, for showing like this. And some people are saying, eh, it wasn't so great. You know, Oh, it was fairly modest and whatnot. Um, you know, based off of everything that I'm reading, especially when it comes to, uh, you know, the people that literally like run websites based about TV ratings. Um, the overall vibe is, is that it had a good showing, you know, not like the greatest showing in the world, but I never really expected it to be like a huge ratings blockbuster, you know. Um, the 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 fact that it it beat um, NCIS in the eighteen to forty nine demographic, I think, is really big. I mean, that's something that they pay uh, a lot of attention to. Um, and I think if you look at the overall interest and in buzz post ratings, um, that's where you really find some interesting information. So um, just to be comprehensive, uh, the actual rating for the uh, the premiere episode of Quantum Leap uh, airing on September 19th, 2022, uh, was a 0.47 in the 18 to 49 demo with uh, total viewers ranging in the 3.3 million mark. Um, now, those are actually a little bit down. Those are the final numbers from the prelims. The prelims are the, the quick overnight numbers that come out kind of in the morning and then later on in the late afternoon. The final numbers come out and often there's a little bit of variation in those numbers. Um, you know, Monday night football obviously is going to dominate on Monday nights. There's, there's no way around it. Um, but Dennis, you said that you pulled up uh, an interesting comparison, um, between quantum leap and of course the show that aired previously in that time slot on NBC. Uh, what did you find on that? Uh, sure. So let's see. So, the show that uh, followed the voice last year was Ordinary Joe, which is no longer right. with us. Um, the opening of Quantum Leap was slightly behind that of Ordinary Joe in the same spot. But important to remember, uh, Quantum Leap did hold a better job at holding on to the voices audiences, which retained they retained 72% of that 18 to 49 rating uh, versus uh, uh, Ordinary Joe last year kept less than half of that amount. And it's also important to remember it's not included here, but somewhere else I read that the voice had one of their worst season openings ever. Yeah. In recent years. So that, yeah. that is something to keep in mind as well. And it's funny because I know in the lead up to this, when we were discussing the time slot and it following on from the voice, it was something that we were kind of excited about because the voice obviously has been, you know, NBC's number one rated show and, um, and kind of figuring out what that might mean for quantum leap. And, 
<laughs> and so now we're in a situation where it's like, eh, people might be getting a little tired of the voice. Um, but I, I think it's fine. And, and the main reason why I think it's fine is because if you look at the after the fact numbers, um, which are really interesting, brought to us by televisionstats.com, excuse me, televisionstats.com, which includes online TV audience data. Um, it's, it's updated daily and it takes a lot of different metrics into uh, account when determining kind of a ranking for uh, the television program. So the cool thing is, uh, is that it not only gives you uh, NBC, like where it ranks for NBC, it gives you where it ranks in the sci-fi fantasy category. Uh, it also put it in the drama category as well. But it also gives you the Wikipedia uh, uh, stats. It gives you Google stats, Reddit stats. Um, uh, it gives you torrenting stats, which is fascinating to me. And of course, your IMDb popularity rating as well. Um, and, and looking at, especially like the next day, when you look at September 20th, I mean, it did fantastic numbers. We're talking like it was in you know the top five. Um, it, it reached number five overall uh, for you know for its rank. When it, and that of course uh, is based on audience activity online. So anytime there's a Google search, a Wikipedia search, etc., all of that is kind of called, and then they come up with this number based off of what's the most popular at the time. Uh, and, and Quantum Leap again, was number five uh, overall, like of all TV shows, it was number five on the 20th, which is encouraging, highly encouraging. Um, you know, you, you look at like something kind of as innocuous as the Wikipedia page views and Quantum Leap kind of was averaging anywhere from about, you know, I'd say 2,500 to about 3,000. And it's of course started to creep up over the past few weeks. Um, but it, it hit almost 50,000 uh, Wikipedia views uh, on September 20th, which I think is, is again, a really encouraging sign. Um, and, 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 you know, was uh, number eight in Google searches. So I, I, I think there's a lot of really encouraging stuff. Now, of course, the most important thing will be to see how that all comes into play come this Monday night and Tuesday. Sure. Uh, you know, what, what does it retain? Does it, you know, interest, does it stay, you know, stay high? Uh, I don't anticipate that the numbers will be as high as what we were seeing. Cause it's not the premiere episode anymore, but as long as there's still some buzz um, and, and, and things kind of keep moving up, I think we're, we're in good shape. Um, there's a website and unfortunately I don't have it in front of me because like I said, it's just been a very busy weekend. But one of the things that they do is they track the likelihood of a show getting renewed. Mm -hmm. It's so. far too early to, to determine anything for any show on the air right now. That said, they're pretty good at predicting this sort of stuff. And as of right now, Quantum Leap is, is still firmly in the green zone. Yeah. Um, so, you know, we'll see what happens. I, I, we've got uh, some time yet before we get a determination on whether or not they're going to get those back nine episodes for a full season of 22. Um, if they do, and, you know, I, I'm, I'm hoping that I'm not shooting ourselves in the foot or jinxing anything, but I'm feeling pretty good about it. Uh, we'll, we'll see. We'll see if we're going to get a season two out of this uh, or not. Um, but yeah, I, 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 you know, even seeing the activity on Reddit, it is night and day from what it was like a few months ago, especially a year ago, like a year ago it was tumbleweeds. Like every <laughs> once in a while, you know, you'd get like a post or something. Now yeah. you're getting like, you know, multiple new posts a day. There's multiple comments. That's the other thing. It used to be like, there would be posts and sometimes there'd be zero comments. Like somebody would post a question and nobody would answer, you know, but now the engagement is higher on Reddit, which is really cool. Um, and, 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 and the subreddit itself also seems to be a much more positive place than it, than it has been in the past, which is also really cool to see. Um, I know that I'm feeling that on our Twitter feed. I feel like, you know, the, mm -hmm. the, that, that 
Twitter uh, conversations that we're having uh, have been overwhelmingly positive and a lot of fun. And I've really appreciated that aspect. So I think we just need to keep it up. Um, we don't know the Peacock numbers as of yet, and it's possible that we may never know the Peacock numbers because a lot of streaming sites, you know, hold those pretty close to the vest. So, uh, we'll, we'll see, uh, obviously keep watching, you know, keep streaming on Peacock, uh, keep those numbers high because I was told by the observer, uh, I had a phone conversation with him. No, no show info, no spoilers came out of it, but just some really cool kind of like behind the scenes stuff. And the observer did mention that the Peacock numbers are actually incredibly important right now. Um, that, that in, BC decides a lot based off of that. Um, so that even if the ratings, the actual television ratings aren't that great, if people are streaming it, um, you know, actively streaming it a lot after the fact, they would actually keep a show on the air that might not get great ratings just to drive those streams and drive the subscriptions. But it's streaming. That's fantastic. That's yeah. good to know. As listeners, we, you know, what we can do or as viewers of the TV show, we can do is uh, one, you mentioned IMDb, go to IMDb, give it a good rating because it kind of got a little bit of review bomb. It's not doing great right there, right now. Yeah. And, and just keep, and just keep tuning in, like you said. Yeah. Uh, now, that being said, if you're already here, we assume that you have already watched episode two of Atlantis or have interest in episode two of Atlantis. And we have some thoughts. Uh, you know, we, we've, already, we've already posted on Twitter. Uh, as much as we enjoyed the first episode, we had some our quabbles. We had our, we had our, we had our things with the first episode. Both the second episode is fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I'm going to start off by saying something that uh, I honestly wasn't quite sure if I would say, uh, but I, I was talking with my wife yesterday and, and, and she felt like, you know, and she's a pretty good arbiter of these things. So when, when she kind of gave me the go ahead to say it, then I, I'm just going to go ahead and throw it out there. Uh, and I say this, you know, with a good deal of sensitivity because you, you, you have no way of knowing, right. You have no mm-hmm. way of knowing. But one of the things that I couldn't help but think as I was watching the second episode is that the cast seemed to be enjoying themselves a little bit more than maybe they did when they shot the premiere episode. And knowing that the premiere episode was not something that they anticipated doing, that this was not something that was like on the production block, that all of a sudden it was like something that they were kind of like throwing this curveball. It makes me wonder if just like behind the scenes, there was kind of this almost anxiety over the fact of like, we've already done this and now we've got to do it again, but only completely different. Um, Because I feel like with Atlantis, everyone was just locked in a lot better and the relationships popped in ways that they didn't necessarily in the premiere episode. And, and, and I'll say one thing that, that, that is, is fairly critical. Uh, I thought Ben and Addison's relationship over the course of Atlantis was much more clearly defined, much more interesting and much more romantic than anything in that cocktail party engagement party scene. That, that 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 felt kind of forced at times. I love the quantum entanglement speech. Don't get me wrong. Mm-hmm. I you know, but it felt like this is this is what we have to do in order to tell the audience that these two people love one another. Whereas Atlantis felt like I was watching two people that did that genuinely love one another, even though one of them doesn't really know it. Sure, and and it appealed to me much more than anything I got in the premiere episode. That's interesting. This is a little bit of a tangent, but Alyssa told us to stop <laughs> going off on tangents. I'm going to go off on this little tangent. Uh, rewatching the first episode since we recorded, it's interesting. If you just take the dialogue from that engagement party scene, just from the first few things that Ben and Addison say to each other, they could have played that totally different. Because if you just listen oh, to the sure. dialogue, Ben didn't want to have that party. 
Right. Ben is awkward at parties. He hates parties. He hates people in his apartment. He hates people's like hands all over his stuff. They could have played that scene in a totally uh, more dramatic, tense way of like Ben being like, I really don't want these people here. Right. <laughs> so I wonder to, to, to give that scene a little bit more grace is like you could play it like more like Ben has that stress of like he doesn't like this party. He doesn't like these people here. But also in the back of his mind, he knows that any moment he might get a text message from Janice. Right. Saying, hey, it's time. Sure. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so I think that is that was an interesting scene to go back and rewatch a couple of times in this last week. Yeah, no, I I think that that's that I think that that's fair. That's that's a good point. And it, and again, you know, I, I I'm saying it gently because I don't. I, I first of all make no mistakes. I enjoyed the premiere episode. I I enjoyed what we saw. It's just that after seeing Atlantis, it it made me realize more than like with the premiere episode. There were times when I was just sort of like, Man, there's a lot of promise here. There's a lot of promise here. Sure. With Atlantis, I walked away feeling like those promises are fulfilled mm-hmm. that, 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 that this is, everything is going to be just fine, you know? Sure. Um, and, and, and again, that's not a knock on, on the premiere. Um, but I, but I also feel like the leap was, was more interesting. Um, speaking of which, of course we open up Ben's in a, a spatial cockpit and it's getting ready to blast off into mm-hmm. space. Absolutely. So I say for like, we were going to do like a non-spoiler review like we did last time. I think we both just did it kind of informally. Like I had something written <laughs> out, but, but I, I think we just kind of did it. You, you know where we stand with this. Uh, so yeah, let's just, let's jump right into the spoiler part. So if you have tuned in and you have not watched episode two for whatever reason, and you do not want any specific details spoiled, uh, hit the pause button, go back, listen to one of our old episodes, listen to the Americanization of Machiko. Yeah, for some reason that's that. got, that's gotten a lot of downloads. It's one of our most weeks. downloaded episodes recently, and I'm kind of scratching my head. It's like Machiko Revisited is one of our most downloaded episodes. You know, I <laughs> I, I love that episode, and I will die on the cell. Anyway, so yeah, so we uh, so we leap in, and we we are fulfilled the promise that they teased in the wrong stuff mm-hmm. in the classic series. Uh, it's not a fake out. He's actually on a space shuttle, getting ready to depart our planet earth yeah and it's it's you know it's worth noting that along with like the baby episode the you know cartoon episode like all of these sort of ideas that they never got to do in the original series that sam going into space was indeed one of those kind of like dream episodes where it's like we you know we'd love to put him in space mm-hmm. um and uh and so now we're getting to see you know ben the leaper go into space, uh, mm-hmm. which I think is, is, is really, is really cool, especially for, you know, for viewers who, who know that little bit of, uh, of inside baseball, if you will, I don't even use that phrase. Why did I say that? I uh, that, that, uh, you know, that, that, that it's cool. We get to see uh, quantum leap in space. And I want to say, uh, I love what seems to be the motif that the least are going with for right now is that we see the leap effect at the end of the episode. And at the start of the episode, we get like, the camera spinning out yeah. or whatever. And I really like that change. I appreciate that a lot. Um, we should mention real quick, actually, before we get too much deeper into this, that we had a, a new a saga, saga cell. Yeah. yeah. And it's Addison. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and there are a couple of variations on it. Uh, and I, and, and I'm, I'm tentative about talking too much about it because I feel like if, if they were to change something before the episode airs, maybe this would be one of the things that they tweak. Sure. Uh, but Hey, we, we, we have to go with what we already have, uh, at hand. Um, and it's, I, I, it works really well. It's interesting because they change, like they, they lean into the whole, you know, hoping that his next leap will be the leap home from the mm-hmm. original, but they do just a slightly different spin on it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, talking about the places and the people, um, that he loves, mm-hmm. you know, and, 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 and I like that. I like that. And I love too, that they set the stage, you know, for where we are much better than the premiere episode did. Like it is clear that we are in, you know, Southern California, mm-hmm. um, that this isn't, you know, New Mexico, this isn't someplace else that this is indeed, you know, Santa Monica pier that, the, you know, that, that, that's all there. So I think that that's also kind of nice that they're able to set that up in the saga cell. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. So we got the, we got the saga cell, we get the leap in, off in the space, and then we get a title card that says 1998, which Indeed. is a little bit of a surprise because everything we'd read leaning up to this said 1995. Now, we don't know. That's another thing. They may change at the last minute <laughs> by the time right. we listen to this. Uh, but on the version we saw, it's 1998. Now, it is interesting because I went and looked at this up. Obviously, the space shuttle Atlantis is for real. Right. Um, but there was no such mission that happened. We're going to find out later in the episode that this was uh, March 7th. 1998. Yep. Uh, there was no such mission. The Endeavor had a mission in January. Uh, Columbia had a mission in June, if I remember correctly. I don't have the page pulled. April, up I believe. And April. Is, okay. Is what okay. I saw, yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah. So I figured that they were probably playing with history a little bit, but um, real shuttle. This was not an actual mission. We're not going right. to you know. Yeah. And Atlantis, it's worth noting that Atlantis had a mission in September of 1997. And after that, uh, it was taken out of service temporarily um, for some some upgrades and some fixes and that sort of stuff. Uh, it's also really interesting to note that um, there was a mission in 1988 um, where uh, something similar enough that happens later in the episode occurred um, where a piece of insulation shed off uh, and, and mm-hmm. damaged one of the um the heat tiles um which is interesting because that's something obviously that 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 will happen later in the episode in a way so uh yeah and and also i mean they they reference it in the episode as well this is echoes of what did happen in real life tragically to to the columbia in 2003 Mm -hmm. so yeah and it's one one last thing uh about the real life atlantis is that it had docked with mir uh, a number of times uh, prior to 1998 already. Um, in, in fact, I believe it was 95 uh, when it first uh, it made its first uh, hookup with with uh, Space Station Mir. So, uh, so I thought that that was kind of neat. Um, you know that that aspect is something that uh, sure. uh, happened in real in real life a number of so, times prior to, to yeah. this episode. So little touches right there. So yeah, you get the shuttle blasting off. You get the O. You don't quite get the shit. Right. Which no Garrow, I don't know if you, yeah, I don't know if you saw the uh the interview with Garrow that, that happened this last week. He actually clar- clarified and he didn't know this. Uh, because of standards and practices, they not only can they not say shit, they can't even start to say the shh. Interesting. So we got that we got that in the web ads, but we're not gonna get that in the show. So it's interesting to see how, how long they actually keep this up. I have a feeling that it's going to happen like every few episodes. Yeah. We're, we're not going to get the, the almost, Oh shit. 
every single episode, which I'm right. okay with that. I'm okay with that. Yeah, me it's, too. You can't, you can't strike, you can't catch lightning in a bottle twice with the oh boy catchphrase. You know what I mean? No. Right, right, right. <laughs> so anyway, uh, shuttle takes off. Most important, uh, I don't remember seeing stock footage in the pilot. We definitely yeah. got some. We definitely got some stock footage. And I was thinking about school, that today. <laughs> if you're an old school fan of Quantum Leap, you know that stock footage is is almost a supporting player in the series. And so we get Ain't our first the truth. We get our first stock footage of the series. Uh, they're up. They're going. And then the commander, who we're going to later come to know as Reynolds, apropos, he starts playing Frank Sinatra's "Fly Me to the Moon." Yeah. Um. Man, they're they're sparing no expense on the music budget. I'm digging it. You know, I know, like, right? Uh, we're getting some we're getting some good stuff. Uh, I I mean I, I I'm just I, I think that one of the things that really captured me for this episode um, is that they really lean into the awe of being in space, nice. and, and especially through Ben's eyes. And um, you know, we get some moments after they've you know after they're actually out there um, with Ben that are just wonderful and reinforce how how charming he is, um, and 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 just how you know genuinely likable um, this character is. Yeah. Uh, and I know that we recently had some garbage person on TikTok, uh, uh, you know, try to, you know, give us the what for over why Ben is a horrible person or whatever. Um, but I, that's, I mean, a, that's a whole other topic. I'm going to do a whole video on that because I've seen two people level that argument. Like one was aimed at us on TikTok. Another one was aimed somewhere else on, on Twitter, I think. And I, ju- I just, I mean, it's just, it's, it, it's, it, it, it's such a, it's, I, I mean, it's so appallingly bad that that that's where people would go. I mean, it, it, to see and, and the world in people, such for, black and white terms. For, and basically, for people who haven't seen it, basically, like they're asking, like, what what ha- what's going to happen when Ben has to hook up with someone in a leap, and what's that going to do to his relationship with him and Addison? Right. That's a long and short. Like of he's it. a bad person for skipping out on his engagement for, for party, this. doing all this or whatever. It's just like, it, it, oh God. Yes, and 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 I hate this phrase because it's so overused on social media. But if this is the first place where your mind is going, you're telling on yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Um, uh, so, but, but yeah, no, Ben's incredibly likable and, and, and it really shines through in this episode. I, I think there are just so many numerous times when it's just sort of like, this is, this is a guy that I want to continue to root for that. I want to continue to get to know. Um, it's yeah, I, there, there's, there are a couple of moments that we'll talk about uh, shortly, but I, I'm just loving what Raymond Lee is bringing to the role. Um, and, 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 you know, Robert Hall, who was the writer for this episode, uh, how he's written the characters is wonderful. Um, and uh, I, I think that this overall is a very well-written episode in general. I think there's a lot of stuff that happens in it, but it, but it, it moves at a good pace, not, not at the, you can't catch your breath breakneck pace of the premiere, which was a bit of a detriment, I think at times, but, but just in general, just moves at a really good pace um where you get some nice slow moments where you can take a breath but there's also a lot of stuff that's happening yeah but also i love in these these first few moments like you get like everything we just said about ben like he's in total awe and i love that they went that way and not like him losing his shit 
because he's in space and oh crap, you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, but you get you get the relationship between Reynolds, you get the relationship between Stratton. We'll come back to Stratton here in a little bit. Oh yeah. You know, you know old school listeners who will. Uh, you totally get the relationship between Reynolds and Stratton, their 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 mentor and apprentice dynamic. You could already see like the like the seeds of the conflict that are going to come later in in the episode. Uh, so you, you can already see that like start to get set up and you get this wonderful shot of, of you know, them looking back at, at Ben and Ben has caught his reflection up in one of the shuttle windows. And we don't know who Ben is yet, but we can tell that the person that he leaped into is also Asian. Yeah. And, yep. uh, and so Stratton asks Ben if he's okay. And he asks for every, every leaper's best friend, the yeah. bathroom the space bathroom in this case <laughs> the space bathroom yeah and and as did you he, say space and, toilet excuse space me toilet, yeah, space, space toilet space toilet yeah. yeah and and as he makes his way uh I, I i love this touch and i um and they did this in the original series but i don't remember doing it quite this way he starts whispering for addison yeah like like hey like like seriously like can you hear me like hey Addison, yeah. come in and then with that we cut to addison's apartment yeah and it it, it almost feels like this is not long after we left her in the premiere episode. No, this it's, it's the next day. Yeah. I mean, yeah. But, well, but it's weird because they say it's the next day, but I almost feel like it's like, we're talking just a few hours next day. Not yeah. as in like, she's had a full night's sleep. Like, sure. You know, that, that this I is mean, just Ma- a few hours later. Yeah. Mason even says later on that none of them got a good night's sleep last right, night. Right. Right. So, yeah. Uh, she's, 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 you know, she's torn apart the the their place uh looking for something she's found a flash drive ian of course has come over there's a really wonderful moment between ian and addison as well and i i can't think of the specific lines but it's this beautiful moment where you know she's talking about you know i I thought we were in this together and ian is like we are and she's like i was talking about ben he's like oh yes right of course and i just really really loved that i i i think that like with ian they they clearly they care about the other people involved in this project deeply and, and, and in particular Ben. And, 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 and I think that there's this camaraderie that they're looking for. There's this investment that they've made in the other people. And, and I know that early on I, I had kind of, guessed potentially that Ian would be awkward around people that, that, that Ian would have more in common with Ziggy than they would with the other people at the project. Well, I mean, in fairness, that's how they were written in the cast description. That's very true. So, yeah. That's very true. But I think that there's a warmth that, that Mason brings to the role that, um, that it just makes it inevitable for, for Ian to, to, yeah, to just, there, there's, there's an emotional entanglement that they have with the, the rest of the team that I really appreciate. And, and it's clear that each one of them fills a role for them. That is, uh, uh, it's tangible. It's, it's something, it's something very important to Ian. And I think that, that they maybe more so than the others have a sense of family with everyone. Sure. Um, um, Ian is very much the peacemaker in this episode. Like that's, yes. that's the role, like more than once. Yep. And I realized talking about, uh, I don't know why, but Ian, Addison, Caitlin, uh, all of them, those two, they, they're, they're in this weird headspace where I keep interchanging their names between the actor and the character. Sure. Sure. Yeah. Uh, so if you hear me talk about Caitlin, I mean, Addison hear me talk about Mason, I mean, Ian. Obviously, um, so they get they get a phone call. They get the flash drive. They can't break. In, uh, they can't break into the flash drive right now because Ian 
could do it, but that's not necessarily their expertise. They get called from magic. They get called back to the project. And this is a meeting about what they've learned about Janice. Now, one incongruity between this episode and the last episode is that, if, do I remember correctly, magic was getting ready to fly to the Pentagon to answer some questions. Oh, that's right. When he's leaving at the end of the episode and, and Jen is following him to show the, the exactly. picture of Al and, and I, and I Navy. Th- yeah. And I think, yes. <laughs> and I think that that may just be like a remnant of a line, like from the pilot where, yeah. where he was. And then they just decided to shift gears and they could have explained it away with a line of dialogue, but why bother? Right. Right. Uh, before we before we left uh, Ben and Addison's, I will say that Addison uh, also gives us uh, a, a nice piece of information about uh, how Ben and Addison did indeed meet on the project, fell in love working together, yeah. got mm-hmm. engaged, which is something that I think you had guessed last week. Sure. Um, so it's nice to have that confirmation. We get some we, we get some really nice little bits of character information throughout this episode, which is really cool, like getting to know these people a little bit more. Absolutely. Yeah. The interesting so, thing that happens at this meeting too is it's like it's contentious, in, in mm-hmm. particular from Addison's point of view. She is she is not happy about being kept in the dark on Janice, you know. And and and, and like in Magic and Jen's defense, it's like they've really only known for like probably less than twelve hours. So it's not like it's not like they kept her in the dark I, for a week, you know. <laughs> I know it, it seems it seems like yeah, there's 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 like some inconsistency between yeah the last night and the whatever. Like you could have told me like hey, it's just been a few hours. Like we've all been busy, you know. Uh, and the meeting is contentious, but here's the thing that I love, and one of the things that I love about this episode, and I trust that they're going to keep on going is like, even though they may disagree with each other, they all genuinely care for each other. Yes. And in the end, they're looking out for each other. And it's not one of those stereotypical things where, you know, eventually by the end of this meeting, magic pulls rank and says, you know, I'm not, I'm not asking you to not jog Ben's memory. I'm, I'm ordering you. He doesn't say that in so many words. You know, whereas, like, right. you know, if it was another show, it would be, you know, be written in a different way. He would like some variation, like, I hate to tell you this. And when people say that in a show, <laughs> they never hate to tell that. They they relish being able to tell him that thing. Right, right. And, like, there's there's not there's not that attitude. No. Um, so I, and I, I think it. one of the things that, that I'll add to that is that Addison gets pretty aggressive throughout the scene. And I enjoy that. I think it's, it's a strong choice by Caitlin. And I think it works really well. I love the fact that magic does not match her. That he doesn't like raise the stakes on her. That 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 he plays it pretty cool. That that he's kind of trying. You know, he's sort of explaining it to her a little bit. And 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 ultimately, yeah, it, he kind of lays down the law when it comes to jogging Ben's memory. But I do think that there's there's uh, an amount of understanding and compassion that magic is showing, you know, Addison, who's in this, you know, crazy situation right now. And I love how matter of fact, Jen is, I love the fact that Jen kind of has no like strong emotional vibe whatsoever throughout the Mm -hmm. scene. Like she is very much just sort of like, I'm doing my job. And, Mm -hmm. and, and, and Ian, like you said, is sort of trying to play the peacemaker and it's a really nice setup for these four. And, and I think that we're probably going to see similar scenes throughout the course of this season as they try to navigate these new situations absolutely now the important bit of exposition that we learned in the scene is that janice is actually a brilliant astrophysicist and knew all about quantum leap by way of al yeah and so this is part of the reason why they want to keep ben in the dark because ben having amnesia right now is a good thing because if he was using the accelerator if he was time traveling time traveling for nefarious purposes amnesia is a good thing right now 
Right. Yeah. And, and magic also drops the information that, you know, Janice might be the one person that knows more about the project than they do. Yeah. Um, which I thought was, was really interesting, um, you know, piece of information. And, and it, and it does make you wonder, like, I know that magic says in the premiere episode, they were worried about her emotional involvement, et cetera, et cetera. And, and that's clearly understandable because, you know, let's face it, like her father devoted, you know, mm-hmm. a big portion of his life to, uh, uh, this project, uh, you know, I, I would assume another strong, you know, adult male figure in her life being Sam, uh, uh, you know, is, is lost in time and she probably wants to try to get him back. And so, um, I, I get that, but there's a part of me that's just sort of like, when you have someone who might have that kind of institutional knowledge, like, why wouldn't you want them on your side? Um, so I'm wondering if there's something else at play, if there's something, if there's a missing piece that we don't quite have yet. Sure. It'll be interesting to see. But then while they're in this meeting, um, Ian gets a lock on Ben. He's on, you know, they where where Ben is located on the space shuttle. March seventh, is that right? Yeah, March seventh. Holy ship! Holy ship! Yes, <laughs> Ian has another. Yeah, another. I <laughs> another good keep, place curse word. <laughs> yeah, keep it going. Keep it going. I love it. Uh, and so they're on their way to the imaging imaging chamber, and then on the walk to the control room, the imaging chamber again. Ian tries to play peacemaker. Reminds Addison they're all on the same team. This is now. This is not the time now to be splitting up into different teams. I noticed you didn't say anything about the flash drive. Um, you know, just some things to keep in mind. Um, well, and I think that, you know, when you when you kind of look at the subtext of this, of course, they're going to have a hard time trusting one another right now. Right. One of their team went and did this thing that was completely unauthorized. They broke into the project. They, you know, I mean, Ben kind of he broke all the rules and he broke their trust. And so of course they're going to have a hard time trusting one another right now. And Addison, you know, it's interesting that Addison seems to trust Jen and magic less than she trusts Ian and that Ian, you know, for their part, they're much more, you know, they're, they're leaning more towards Addison's side than they are magic and Jen, Mm -hmm. you know, because they could have said, Hey, Addison found this thing, you know, yeah. but instead yeah. they, mm-hmm. you know, they, they play it cool as well. So it's it, interesting to see these kind of the sides develop. And, and, and again, the fact that the, their trust has kind of been broken and how are they going to repair that? And, and, and regardless of how we end up in, in the end of this episode, I think that, again, this is going to be a recurring element for a while. Yeah, absolutely. So we get on the space shuttle, the imaging chamber and Addison appears. Now, you said that this effect appeared in last week's episode, but I didn't see it. But Addison appearing, we kind of get like a a mix of the old and the new, like the popping in, but she kind of comes in from the feet up. So it's kind of a a nice callback to the imaging chamber door. And, uh, you know, uh, I'm glad that Addison is not going to just pop in like Al did back in the day. But, you know, we're going to get a nice nice little effect when she arrives. And there's no imaging chamber door, which as much as I love the imaging chamber door imaging chamber door was really inconsistent it did not make sense no anyway. right it doesn't, it doesn't make sense oh. yeah so in this uh you know so one of my favorite person, moments of the episode um which, which moment is this when is it, ben looks at her and is just like i'm in space and she's I, like i know I know. <laughs> I know. it's yes. just such a lovely moment like yeah. she because she like she's kind of appreciating his giddiness over it and, you know, while also kind of be like, yeah, I, I'm totally I, I, aware. I we it. got things I, to do here, buddy. I know. You know, and again, <laughs> it's, I just want to make a, a really lovely moment. 
I just want to make a quick aside. Like I've seen more than one criticism of, of Caitlin Bassett this week, just saying that like she like she she's stiff, she's wooden, she brings nothing to the role. And you're wrong. You're wrong. Sit in your wrongness and be wrong with it. Yeah. You're wrong. Yeah. Um, so in this first scene, so yeah, Ben's all excited about being on the shuttle. He's disappointed he didn't get pulled home, but being in space is a nice <laughs> right. con- being in space is a nice consolation prize. Yeah. But the interesting thing is Addison starts to tell him about where he is and the mission. Ben remembers all this because the person that he leaped into, David Tamora, Ben idolized him because David had immigrated from Japan and become an astronaut. And when Ben was younger, he immigrated with his family, with his mom from Korea, and he wanted to be an astronaut. So one, he remembers that. And then, holy shit, he remembers that him and his mom immigrated from Korea. Yeah. And, it, and it's such a lovely moment. And, it, and it, it's, 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 I think it's a wonderful change because initially, um, and I, I, I'm a little foggy to be completely honest with you, I don't remember if it's specifically in the original pilot script or if it was just something that was listed in like a character description somewhere. But originally he was a first generation American. He was born in the United States and that his mother had immigrated uh, from Korea. But, um, but to get this, whether it's a shift, a change, or, or it's the way it was supposed to always be, whatever, I don't care. I love the fact that Ben is an immigrant. I love the fact that he wanted to be an astronaut when he grew up. I love, like, it's just, again, it's, if you, if you needed another reason to love Ben, I think you're going to get multiple reasons over the course of this episode, because there's just so much to love about him throughout the episode. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and of course, now Addison gets a memory back from Ben, she starts feeding it. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, outside in the control room, Jen and Ian are monitoring this. And Jen's like, no, 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 no. What the, you know, right? what the hell? And it's interesting. This is something I wonder if they're going to change or, or whatever. But it seems that when they are monitoring everything in the imaging chamber, one, they can see in everything. And two, they see Ben as Ben. Yeah. Which I was not expecting but I guess, you know, they've, they've had 30 years since the original project to make some tweaks. Right. <laughs> you know? Right, right. Um, I, I, if I'm disappointed, it's only because, like I said, as the series goes on, I hope that they trust themselves more to use the Leapy and actually utilize the Leapy actor in more interesting ways. Right. So anyway, I uh, know um, I, I completely agree. Uh, it, 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 I, I'm fine with the change. Um, and, and in a way, um, I, I think it, it makes sense based off of what we've already kind of learned about the project, but I agree with you. I hope that based off of what we've kind of read about the whole quantum entanglement thing and them sharing the same space, that there are times that we will see, you know, the, the leapy, uh, maybe get a chance to do some stuff. Uh, um, you know, who knows how, if there's going to be any sort of like, you know, psycho synchronization or whatnot uh, between, you know, Ben and the, and, and the leapy, but yeah, I don't know. We'll see. We'll have to yeah. wait and see. So anyway, so in the original history, uh, David Tamora, he, this was his first mission. He died on this mission. They don't know why, because that information is classified. So until they learn that they just got to keep Ben slash David as safe as possible. Mm-hmm. Uh, so in the meantime, Ben, he can't hang out in the space toilet for the entire leap. <laughs> He's got to do stuff. So Addison is going to walk him through stuff. He walks out. And as soon as he starts pushing buttons, alarms go off. Panel doors have become jammed. The payload, the weight of the payload is shifted. Shuttle starts spinning out of control. Boom. Quantum leap. We get an awesome special effects shot here, too. We get, yeah, a little bit more. Like last. Like last the shuttle week, looked 
great. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. It looked great. Yeah. I was going to say the opening credits. Like last week, we just got the text. We have a little bit more of a special effect mm-hmm. shot with that. But yeah, the, the shuttle st- just starts. I, I will I will just say, yeah, in general, for TV, the effects in this episode are fantastic. We said before we started mm-hmm. to record. Special effects-wise, this is the best episode of Quantum Leap ever. You, <laughs> yeah. cannot, you cannot argue <laughs> with that. Mm-mm. Uh, yeah. It, and I think, you know, I think that one of the things too, that, um, it's, it's weird. I mean, I say this tongue slightly in cheek because here we are being armchair experts as well, but these days it seems like everybody's an armchair expert in like VFX. Mm-hmm. And so I, I, like the number of times I've read criticisms of special effects over the past couple of years, whether it was the, you know, the rhino and black Panther or, uh, uh, you know, something from, from Obi-Wan or, or whatever the case I'm, I'm reading about special effects. And there's a part of me that just wants to be like, folks, I'm 41 years old. I've seen some shit. Like I've seen <laughs> some special effects. Like, we, I mean, <laughs> we grew up, we grew up watching Bill Bigsby transform into Lou Ferrigno. I, I've seen, I've seen almost every existing episode of the classic Dr. Who, like, I've seen some stuff, you know, so like, <laughs> yeah, so, so there's this part of me that when people start to complain about that, because I know some people complained about it in the premiere episode, apparently, and I'm just sort of like, I mean, have we, it's strange to me to think that people are having such a hard time suspending their disbelief over something like that. Um, yeah. You know, it's, it, 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 you start to wonder, is it's like, all right, you know, are, are people too smart? Are they just looking for something to hate? Are they, you know, that's probably what it is. But, um, but that said, no, the special effects in this episode, like you said, are, are fantastic and, and certainly the best quantum leap has ever looked special effects wise. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, so we come back from, from the opening, uh, from the opening title, quantum leap, uh, Stratton gets the shuttle back under control. Uh, the, the ship has some damage. Reynolds has been knocked out. We're going to find out later that he has a, massive concussion we're gonna find out in a later scene we kind of heard later this is supposed to be reynolds last mission his wife candace did not want him to go on this mission but he wanted to go up with stratton and get her up in the space i wasn't clear was this this wasn't stratton's first mission too was it you know i was that was something i was a little murky on because it did make it seem as though there were that it was at times perhaps her first mission but i don't know if it's if it was literally her first mission or if it was just her first mission as second in command yeah that makes sense. I think that that might be what it was. And that and that the idea is, is that Reynolds is prepping her for her own command. That makes um, sense. Right? Yeah. Um, should we talk should we should we go ahead and just talk about Samantha right now? Uh yeah, sure. I mean, yeah. All right. So um, so she's played by Carly Pope and I think Carly Pope does an amazing job in the role. Uh, I I think that, you know, we did not, in my opinion, last week with the premiere episode, we did not get a lot of guest characters within the leap to care about. That is not a problem we have with this episode. Mm-hmm. I was genuinely invested in in all of the astronauts. I, I I really enjoyed the little pieces of you know information we learned about each of them, et cetera, et cetera. As soon as I saw the name, when we saw the promotional photos for this episode, I got giddy because. One thing to mention about the actor playing the role is that she's 42 years old. And the reason why I bring that up is because, according to Quantum Leap lore, in March of 1956, uh, Sam helped to make sure that a baby was born um, that in the original history was not born. uh, And that baby was Samantha 
Stratton, mm-hmm. uh, the daughter of, of Tom and Peggy Stratton. And that was mm-hmm. Sam's first leap. And so it's apropos that the actor is the same age as the character would be uh, in that, in that timeline. Um, you're looking at me quizzically. Did I, did I screw the year up? Is it 57? No, it's like uh, the first leap takes place in September of 56. Oh, 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 why did I say March? All right, it doesn't matter. No, no. Anyway, oh, because anyway. this episode takes place in March. Anyway, point yeah. is, September point is, 56, is, I thought that yeah. was really but cool. But he makes sure that, yeah, she, in the original history, the person that Sam leaped into died. And when the jet exploded, his wife, Peggy, went into premature labor. Samantha was born prematurely. She was stillborn. And the change history, Sam, uh, Peggy still went into labor, but Sam, with his medical know-how, was able to prevent the delivery from happening. And so she went on to have presumably a normal birth. And then in the latter part of Genesis, we find out that um, the baby was born healthy. And funny thing, they happen to name her Samantha. Yeah. And that's the last we heard of her in the original series. It is. Uh, And now we know she turned out all right. Um, Two things I'll mention is one thing is if you've not seen Genesis, it's absolutely worth your time to go back and and, and check it out. I think that that Genesis does a wonderful job of, you know, introducing us to the series. Uh, You know, I said it last week. I think Genesis might be a stronger, you know, premiere episode than um, uh, Mm -hmm. July 13th, 1985 was, uh, and, uh, and, 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 and one of the things that the episode does so well in that first leap, of course, is that there is every, uh, certainty that, that once, and we've already spoiled everything for you. So I'm just going to keep going that once Sam, you know, prevents Tom from dying in the test flight, uh, there's this thing of like, why, why am I still here? And the idea was that he wasn't just there to save Tom, that he was also Mm -hmm. there to save the baby and for that to happen in the first episode and for it to be clear that we are seeing the threads of of the original series come into play via the children that sam enabled being born and that we get two major players in the course of this episode one in the leap being Samantha Stratton, and then of course the other one being Janice introduced to us, I think again is is going to be a, a major thematic element of the series going forward and a plot element of the uh, the series going forward as well. Now, in fairness, Sam, are we ever going to explore the births that Sam prevented? I kind of hope so because it happened a couple times. It did happen a couple of yeah, times. You know, I mean, think about no nos. Yeah, that's exactly where I'm going. Yeah. Yeah. If you've never seen the original series, we're just going to leave that one hanging there for you. Yeah. Go go, go find that one. But (laughs) when you get to the season three premiere, you'll. you'll, Yeah, there are a couple times in the original series where you do know that Sam's actions do prevent people from being born. So it's it's interesting. Yes. But that being said, yes, everything that that you just said. So it's it's a nice little Easter egg. I, and it is just an Easter egg because it is never touched upon by any of the other characters. They never talk about it back at the leap. They never project rather. It's, yeah. it's so I, I, and I expected them to, but I have to admit, I didn't miss it. I really didn't. It I was, didn't it miss was one it. of those I, things where I was like, okay. I didn't need that over explanation. At some point in the series, I do want to know. Um, I mean, they have to, because Ziggy is still there. Ziggy exists. Like does Ziggy still have in themselves like all of the knowledge of the things that Sam changed over the course of history? Because it's a thing where like no one there at Project Quantum Leap would know this, but Ziggy would pipe up and Ziggy would know this. In the original show, Ziggy would have blown 5 million circuits and they'd be out of commission for the rest of the episode. 
What if? <laughs> by the way, by the way, my uh, my Alexa speaker down here downstairs in the other Is room. I've, I've named Ziggy, and I have just sent Ziggy off. Ziggy's in the other room talking. Right <laughs> <now>. <laughs> anyway, what what if? You know, I don't know if we've really ever talked about this before, but what if they established that one of the things that caused Ziggy to have so many problems during the course of the classic series is the fact that Sam kept changing things. And so Ziggy was having to deal with the fact that they had multiple timelines now, like in their, you know, their circuits or whatever. Uh, And that that's one of the reasons why it went from a he to a she to a, you know what I mean? Like all they absolutely touch on that in the novels. Yeah. Yeah. So, so I, I, it'll be really, really interesting once Ziggy is fully up and running, um, what, what happens, um, Mm -hmm. because obviously Ziggy's still, Ziggy's functioning, but Ziggy's not fully back yet. Yeah. I hope not. Anyway. Um, (laughs) yeah. So, so, so back to it. So Ben thinks that, that this thing happened, David survived, he survived. Right. So he should be able to leap. And Addison reminds him, you don't control the leap, Ben. So they still need to figure out how David dies. And then with that, uh, we, 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 we get a payoff from the old series that I was not expecting so early. But magic yeah. pays someone a visit. Yeah. Uh, when we were granted our press access last week... I uh, went in and immediately kind of just started like, you know, looking through Mm -hmm. things. And we were actually like, I think we had started recording or had already been recording like our post show sort of thing. And when I saw Susan Dial's picture, Mm -hmm. I was just, I was blown away i couldn't believe i knew i knew we were getting her ernie had already kind of spoiled it like in the interview but i didn't realize it was coming now Mm -hmm. uh and and i was just so thrilled uh the scene the scene's a little short she doesn't necessarily have uh a ton of screen time but i don't think this is the last time we're gonna see her i'm kind of hoping because like ernie hudson like he let it slip that she was going to come in a few episodes in yeah I'm kind of hoping a way to interpret is that like yeah we got introduced to her in this episode but we're going to see more of her as as the season goes on it makes sense with with with, yeah with her connection to uh to janice right um so yeah so but basically the long story magic is is going to visit her uh as a setup he wants beth to call janice so they can trace janice's phone right and that's what and that's and that's what it all comes down to right there um and I, you know, I, I, I love, I, I mean, it, it's just wonderful to see Beth again. It, it, it felt right. Um, obviously she's, you know, going to protect her daughter. Um, you know, I don't think there's any uh, doubt about that when it comes to, you know, the choices that she's going to make about this whole deal. Do you think Beth knows? Do you think Beth knows? I want Beth to know because that would be more interesting. I think she, I think she has to have an idea at the very least. If she, you know, maybe she doesn't know all the particulars mm-hmm. of what Janice and Ben are doing, but I, I think she probably, she probably has a good idea. Yeah, I. You would think, you would think that again. All indications are that the writers and producers have a deep affinity for the classic series. I mean, clearly mm-hmm. they're already putting things like Samantha Stratton in an episode, right? Yeah. To me, it would be a disservice to the relationship between Al and Beth if Beth was not fully aware when it seems as though 
all points lead to the fact that Al probably helped push Janice towards doing this. Um, Cause I don't think, I, I, I think that Al probably towards the, you know, the end of his life, I think that we're probably going to learn that Al realized that, you know, there were things that he knew and there were things that Janice knew that the project didn't know and they needed to know. Um, and, and, and I think that, that that's probably spurred a lot of this on. And so I have a feeling that, yeah, that Beth is probably aware, if not of all the specifics that she's got an awareness of what's going on. Yeah. Yeah. That'll be interesting to see. Looking forward to it. But anyway, uh, back at the project. Uh, I can't remember how exactly it goes down, but they know that they, that they got a hit on Janice's phone. Magic calls Jen. Meanwhile, Jen looks down and sees who we later learn is Alex. Alex hand the flash drive back to Ian. And so uh, Jen and Ian have this talk. And again, I love this. It's, it's confrontational, but it's with love. Yeah. I, the, you know, it's so funny because I was talking earlier about Jen's scene when all four of them are in the room and how she's mm-hmm. very business-like, how it's all about, you know, business. But in this scene, there, there almost seems to be a little bit more uh, compassion towards, towards Ian in this situation. Mm-hmm. You know, she's not going down there to be like, what are you doing? You know, she's going down there to kind of like give him a chance to, or excuse me, give them a chance to explain what's going on. Um, and I think that, that, that Ian, you know, they're not, they're not used to this sort of duplicity, you know? And so they're, they're having a little bit of a hard time with it. But one of the things that I loved, and this is another reason why I love Mason so much is they didn't do that thing that sometimes you see actors do, or they're directed to do, or maybe it's written in the stage directions or whatever to do where the, you know, the actor kind of has to be all like, Oh, I don't, I don't know. I'm just doing my thing over here. You know, and instead, <laughs> yeah. instead they, they played it very, you know, kind of matter of factly, like just, you know, just sort of like, Oh yeah. You know, Alex stopped by to help me out with something. Oh no, they're not on my, yeah. It just felt very natural. And it felt like something that someone would actually do when they were trying to hide something as sure. opposed to someone looking like they were trying to hide something. And I really appreciated that. Absolutely. And the big takeaway from the scene is one thing that we learn about Ben is that one of his strengths other than quantum physics is that he was very good with people and he was very good at reminding everyone on the team that they were working towards the same goal. And that's important yeah. for later in the story. And I kind of love that that comes from a conversation between Jen and Ian. Yeah. You know, yeah, it's nice. For sure. Yeah. Uh, meanwhile, back at the space shuttle, uh, Ben wants his memory jogged more. Addison gives him the scoop why they're keeping him in the dark. Uh, when I like, like, like the scoop, she just says, they, they don't want you to get your memory back right now. And Ben, I appreciate that Ben quickly figures out why and he doesn't have to have it spelled out for him. And, and again, like Ben is good at understanding people. Like he immediately, like, like he gets their side of it. Like he understands yeah. why he should be kept in the dark. And he helps Addison understand, which is really yeah. lovely. Like yeah. he even has that line of like, if I were in your shoes, I'd probably do the same thing. Yeah. You know, and it's just like, the, it, it's Again, the relationship between Ben and Addison throughout the course of this episode is just really, really lovely. Mm-hmm. Um, and and I, I appreciate so much about it. Um, and it's a, it, yeah, it's, it's a great moment. Yeah. Here's the thing. Uh, do you think that Addison forgot to take off her engagement ring? Because now that I think about it, not only did she not forget, she remembered. And I bet she made sure to stand in a particular way 
to make sure it was seen. Yeah. Maybe it wasn't written that way. It wasn't acted that way. In my head canon. Right. In my head canon. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, right? Because, I mean, you'd think that that somebody, like Jen specifically, you know, would have even said to her at some point, like, hey, make sure you take that off. Yeah. Hmm. Mm-hmm. It's a good anyway, one. so yeah, so Ben asked about the engagement ring. She Another for the most moment. part, de- yeah, she for the most part demurs, <clears throat> but the wedding is six months from now. Yeah, yeah. And when he's which, like, "I hope way, I'm back by then," she's like, "You better be." <laughs> yeah, which by the way is an excellent time for engagement. I'm a true believer when you get engaged, if there are not extenuating circumstances, the engagement should last for exactly as long as it takes for you to plan the wedding. I mean, I, I I'll take that one step further. I think you know, again, if there's extenuating circumstances, that's fine. But like, I'm 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 yeah, a year. Get it done in a year. Yeah. Like if it takes you longer than a year, you know, there there better be a good reason. Yeah, venues. We've just alienated like a swath of <laughs> listeners. <laughs> yeah, now. They're like, what are they talking about? <laughs> I was engaged for five years. Like, oh god, okay. we're horrible Sorry. people. <laughs> Sorry again. That's just something uh, that was planted in my head in early adulthood, and that's something that I've always believed. Anyway, <laughs> that's that's the thing that loses us. Listeners. Uh, yeah, right. Exactly. Anyway. Um, <laughs> So what we what we learned subsequently is that uh, records now show that that David dies on a spacewalk. So Ben just has to not go on a spacewalk. Sure enough, as soon as we get that, <laughs> they get called up front. Uh, so we skipped over this earlier. So now, because of the damage, the the shuttle only has six hours of oxygen, oxygen yeah. and they're going to start heading to Kennedy for uh, for an emergency landing. Stratton is now in command with Reynolds within a concussion and knocked out, but. Um, I'm not sure like, exactly what the mechanics are, but the bay doors are jammed and they have to be released manually and only be done can only be done with the spacewalk. And guess who gets to do the spacewalk? Right. Of course. Of course. That's what he's been training for. That's what he's been training. Yeah. Speaking yeah. of training, here's a question that I wanted to ask earlier. Do you think that Addison's knowledge of the space shuttle is all because that's what she's being fed through the hand link? Or do you think that she has some practical knowledge of this because she's been training for five plus years to be the leaper? And you've got to imagine that they probably run through multiple scenarios and situations and, you know, et cetera, mm. et cetera. Do you think that she has like some sort of working knowledge like already kind of there or do you think it's just all being fed to her through the hand link? I think it would, it's, it's safe to assume it would be somewhat of a mix. Yeah. That's kind of what I was thinking too. Yeah. 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 I'm also interested to see, uh, we talked about like special effects, not adding in. There are a couple times where, where Addison and and I'm using the, my phone as a visual here for the YouTube video, but like she's, she's reading things off of the link and I'm wondering in the finished product if we're going to get some like holographic information mm-hmm. or, if it, or if it's kind of like, you know, like the conceit of the gummy bear hand link. Right. He's reading stuff, although there's no discernible display on the hand link. It'll be interesting. Right, right, right. It'll it reminds me of like the the way that they've treated the Dr. Sonic screwdriver over the past, you know, 15 years or so, where yeah. where at times like Matt Smith's doctor in particular, you know, would like pull out the Sonic screwdriver and like be like looking at it and and like reading something off of it. But there's nothing there. You know what I mean? Sure. It's like, yeah. OK, um, yeah. yeah. Uh, so, yeah. I, I, we'll, we'll see. I, obviously, they have a lot of interesting things that they can do with it. I mean, I've seen pool hall bu- blues, so. 
<laughs> right? All right. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, so they so they got to do it on the spacewalk. And somewhere in here, like speaking of like uh, like the plan, like you know, you plan for every possibility except for the one that you are about to face. Stay safe. Stay fluid. I can't remember how exactly it goes, but it's yeah, it's it's, it's a wonderful little bit of, of character motivation. Um, so they get Ben all suited up. He asks the the skip like the twenty minute like pressurization test. Yeah. Uh, because every because every second is going to count. Uh, here we go. Have it here in my notes. You have trained for every possibility except for the one you're about to encounter. Blah, blah, blah. Stay fluid. Stay open. Stay safe. Yeah. That's a t-shirt. Keep away, <laughs> folks. That's ours. That's our merchandise right there. Uh, and then, of course, we get... This is the one bit. I should have expected it. It's a little bit cliche. I don't know how I feel about it. Of course, we get out on the spacewalk and we get Major Tom. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just glad we're getting more Bowie. Like yeah. I, you know, I, I love David Bowie. So we'll see if this is becomes like a like a running motif. Yeah. Right. Uh and then and then we come to like what you're saying earlier. Like there's like this wow factor of of Ben and Addison. That I space. Love I don't care what anybody says. Mm-hmm. I love how they've positioned Addison. Mm-hmm. I love it. Yeah. She's just sitting on the space shuttle. Mm-hmm looking around like i just think it's awesome and i and again like you know we've seen like we've not gotten a lot of moments like this from addison but there is something about like this kind of i don't know it's 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 hard to put into words but all of a sudden she seems very um at ease and very you know kind of in awe of this and it's clear that there is no person she would rather be sharing this moment with than Ben, even yeah. given the circumstances. And it's just, I don't know. There's something about it. I just really, really love. Yeah. I mean, anyway, let's keep going. <laughs> uh, so magic learns that uh, Addison was trying to jog Ben's memory is upset that, um, that Jen did not stop it. And this is where we learn that, that Beth is called Janice. So now they can trace Janice to a small house in, uh, Pasadena. Meanwhile, uh, Ben is able to, he, he's able to do whatever it takes to like get the doors closed. Um, but the space debris, which we didn't mention earlier, he's going to be killed by space debris in the space right. walk. The space debris is early. It comes. Ben ducks. Yay. Now you can leap. And Addison again, remind him, you don't control the leap. And it turns out, oh, this, I, I love this twist. I know, just, me too. It's just so damn, so damn ironic. Uh, Yes, the debris missed Ben slash David, but that also means that the debris hit the thermal protection tiles, and now there's a 100% chance that the team is going to die. Like, now everybody's going to die. Yeah. Yeah. It's so, like, in saving the one the in saving the one person, you've doomed the entire ship. It's, I mean, and the thing is, is, like, there's precedent for this sort of thing in Quantum Leap. And I, and I loved that. You know, it's like, I mean, there are multiple times in the classic series where Al would say something like, well, you've changed this, but now this happens, you know? And it's like, and there's something else that that, that Sam would have to kind of do. Um, so I, I love the fact that they, you know, that they do this, but they do it in a unique way. And I feel like in a little bit more of a direct way than maybe we got before. Um uh, yeah, yeah, and you know what? I'm I'm cool with it because I want to spend a little more time on this space shuttle. I'm having yeah. fun with this. Right. <laughs> uh, so yeah, so they go to Janice's house. There's some dialogue between Magic and Janice, and this is like the one subplot of of the show that wasn't as strong for me. Is like this whole Magic and Jen directly personally going after Janice. 
it's a little bit procedural for me. It's a little bit too blacklist for me. I get me. that. Um, but what I do appreciate about this dialogue in this first scene is that basically Jen is telling Magic to back off, cut Addison some slack. And Magic says, you sure Ben didn't leap into you? And Jen is like, that may be the nicest thing you've ever said to me. And yeah. I think that's just, that was a lovely moment. Well, yeah, because it does. I mean, I, I, one of the things that I love that it does is that it shows us just how important Ben is to these people and how much mm -hmm. they love and care and respect him. And I think that that, you know, just immediately, like it lifts those stakes up for everybody to bring him home. You know, mm -hmm. like there's this missing piece that's out there and, and we need him back. Um, you know, he's a part of this little family that we've created here at the project. Um, and, and, and I liked it. It tells us a lot about Jen, tells us a lot about Ben. It's, 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 it's a, you know, it's a wonderful moment. And I love the fact that like, yes, I get what you're saying about it being, you know, feeling like it's a bit procedural because I got the same vibe, uh, you know, nearly all of the magic Jen stuff, any of the stuff outside of the project definitely felt had that vibe. Like, yeah, we might as well be on CSI or NCIS or whatever interviewing a suspect, but I will say that one of the things that that's done really well is that Jen is absolutely in her element here. You know, like when they walk into the house, she feels the coffee cup They, you know, like I, I just really, really loved all of that. And magic of course is no slouch, you know, and they, they discover the secret hatch, the secret, the secret hatch for the sake of, of, of time and simplicity. Should we just like handle the separate storylines separately for right now? Let's just sure. stay with Yeah. Uh, let's just stay with magic and Jen for right now. So yes, they go down into the hatch. The most interesting thing about the scene is that on the, on the whiteboard or the clear board, whatever you call it, magic recognizes that it's Ben's handwriting. Mm -hmm. And we find uh, the computer lab or whatever you want to call it that we saw in the first few moments of the pilot. So this yep. is where Janice is working out of. Jen notices that they are being monitored. Um, she has like the hard drive, you know, secured with like, like some, like a special kind of torque of screws. So Jen has a line about like, you know, I'm, I'm falling in love with this woman despite myself or something like yeah, that. Yeah. 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 Uh, and then there's the phone call between magic and Janice is this, and this is what I feel like the weakest part of the episode is like, they've totally in this conversation, they kind of set Janice up to be the villain. And I don't want Janice to be the villain because I think ultimately Janice has good motives. I yeah, I completely agree. I I think that like I think that that's what we're supposed to think right now. But I don't think mm -hmm. there's any way in hell that Janice is the bad you know the bad guy here. I think yeah. that, but but I do think that again you know the stakes are high enough for Janice for her to say, hey, magic, back off. Yeah. You know, like we got work to do here, and you know you guys didn't want any part of this. You wouldn't hire me, whatever mm -hmm. the case may be. Like you know we're 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 doing something important here. Um, I kind of liked it. I also liked the fact that one of the things that we see is that Janice is at Ben and Addison's place. That's right. I could not figure out where the hell she was. Yeah. Yeah. Because right. I, I, I'm assuming she's looking for the thumb drive. Yeah. So I, I, I love that. Like, I just was kind of like, oh, this is, this is cool. Like she, you know, yeah. like it, because the other thing is too, is it shows that like, she's got stuff to do as well. Like this is not just, you know, she gave Ben the window and now he goes and he leaps and now she's passive. Like it's clear yeah. that Janice has got things that she has to do in the present in order to, you know, assist Ben maybe. And I think that we learn more about that obviously at the end of the episode or towards the end of the episode. So it'll be interesting to see how that plays out. Um, I think Georgina Riley's great. I want to see more yeah. of her. I want to see more of Janice. I'm, I'm obviously we're going to get more. So oh, absolutely. I'm, I'm on board. All right. Yeah. Maybe this is the thing that bugs me most about this scene. The damn room starts to self-destruct. 
<laughs> that's the thing that was like a little too blacklist for me. I was like, what really? Like you're really going to smoke bomb all of this. All right, whatever. But anyway, the important thing is Jen got the hard drive that they were looking for or they escaped with one of the hard drives. Yeah. 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 One of the hard drives. So now now they're going back to the project. Um, I love how they're kind of nonchalant about it too. Yeah. Like like magic thinks the whole thing's a bust and Jen's just like walking out, carrying this hard drive. It's like, no, I got this. It's like, oh, okay, cool. (laughs) Cool. Yeah. Uh, So meanwhile, uh, back on the shuttle, they are, um, they have four and a half hours of oxygen left. Stratton wants to head to Mir. Uh, Ziggy says there's an 87% chance of that succeeding. Stratton makes a call. Oh, of course, Reynolds wake up. And no, he doesn't want to go, quote, running to the Russians. Um, and it's we 1998, man. Come on. I, I know. <laughs> and, and the thing is, I mean, just for the sake of time and simplicity, what we get over these next couple scenes is this wonderful thing of, like, Stratton can't convince Reynolds to do the right thing. And Addison expects Ben to do one thing to win it over, to to win Reynolds over, or to like circumvent Reynolds. But instead, Ben just goes to rant Reynolds and tells him point blank that Stratton is about ready to sabotage his plans. And through the thing that we were just talking about, like Ben is good with people. Ben is good at reminding everyone that they're on the same team and using someone's own reasoning to persuade them. And we see Ben in just a couple of minutes, able to persuade Reynolds to what ultimately is the right thing to do. I think that this, to me, like it was interesting to see the choices that Ben made in the premiere episode, you know, where he was very direct with the the jeweler, where he, you know, he punched the guy out, where he took charge, all that stuff. I loved that agency. I did. Mm-hmm. This is Ben's song. That mm-hmm. other guy... It's kind of like we talk about sometimes with like Sam in like the first season or so of Quantum Leap where we're just sort of like, eh, that, you know, this has been the fact that he sits down, he tells the truth, he's direct, he's compassionate. The genius of Ben and the reason why all these people, you know, kind of gather around him and the reason why he holds them all together is because he helps them do the thing that is probably hardest and something that all over the world, and in particular in this country right now, people seem to be having the most difficult time with. And that's seeing things from another person's point of view. Ben is willing to get down there in the mental and emotional trenches to share a point of view that he might not necessarily agree with or fully understand in order to understand it, in order to have an idea of what the motivations are behind it. And that's what he's able to do with Reynolds. And that's how he saves the day, in essence. And it's freaking brilliant. I love yeah. it. It was a wonderful scene. Yeah. Uh, so Stratton can get them to the space station in less than an hour. And Ben pulls out <laughs> how we're going to communicate with him. Ben is the one who pulls out the S-band frequency Yeah. Uh, that is used for like satellite comms and radar. Uh, but someone has to get out to the payload area and point the antenna in the right direction. And sure enough, guess who that's got to be? Only one person can do the space. It's going to be bad. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then, so they get, uh, so yeah, they get, they cut the magic and Janice and stuff through all this, but then Ben gets out there and then Ben is the one who figures out like the antenna is not working. And like, I think they spent like at least like 10 minutes, like between like getting set up and, and Reynolds talking to them and not breaking through like Reynolds or not Reynolds, but Ben figures out that everyone on the space station is asleep. 
right now. It's the time, yeah. The time difference. It's, time. it's another brilliant thing. It's just that's the other thing, is it's like this is a this is a brilliant person. This is a mm-hmm. smart guy. This is a, you know, and I just I I I, yeah. I love oh, oh. yeah, but but here's the thing. If you're having a difficult time figuring out how Ben knows a lot of this stuff, and I think that may be a fair criticism, remember if both him and David are there simultaneously, like I don't I think psychosynergizing and having Ben start to act like the leapy, like Sam started to do in season five. I don't want to see that for the first, at least for the first season. Like we right. got to know, we got to know who Ben is yes. before we get to start doing that. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Yep. But um, if we're able to use that to kind of justify why Ben is more knowledgeable in things that maybe he wouldn't have knowledge in, I think that this is a great way to, to make that post-creative rationalization as Don Belisario would call it. Wow. Yeah. Don calls it that. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) But, but, but that being said, this is maybe a very unrealistic moment in the episode, but quantum leap is nothing. If it's not about making bold choices, taking bold chances, bold leaps. And we get the callback. We keep coming back. You can't control the leap. You can't control the leap. What are you doing? I'm controlling the leap. Yeah. And he shoots himself off the side of the shuttle, uh, mm-hmm. heading for, for space station mirror. So he can make contact literally, yeah. literally. Yeah. Um, it's a great moment. And again, it's a wonderful opportunity for the, you know, the VFX budget to kind of flex its muscles a bit because it looks great. Uh, you know, Ben gets up uh, alongside the, that tin can and pounds on the door and sure enough, a Russian inside sees him. It was like, Oh, uh, <laughs> and, uh, uh, you know, and, and he, he saves the day. Um, and, and, you know, there's some really nice stuff between Reynolds and, and Samantha, um, back, uh, on the shuttle, um, that, that I really appreciated too, because it, Again, like I felt more invested in the characters in the leap this time out than I did last time out. And so it made me care about what happened to them. And it made me care about like the relationships that they had with one another as well. Um, you know, like there's a part of me that's like, I want to see the barbecue that Candace is going to throw for them when they all get back. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah, like, it's sure. like I want to spend a little more time with these people. And that's just a huge compliment, I think, to the writing, to the actors, to, you know, the way it all came together. And, um, it works well. And it's yeah. clear too that Ben, you know, that's the other thing worth mentioning. And, 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 and let's face it, so much of, of, of what we talk about when it comes to the leaps is going to revolve around Raymond Lee. Mm-hmm. And I think that it's another, you know, there, there are some people that might not fully understand Raymond Lee, you know, as, as, as an actor yet, but what I'm starting to get from him and what I'm seeing in particular on this leap is like, I would not care as much about these people if it wasn't for his investment in them. And it is clear that Raymond Lee, you know, the actor and, and Ben, the character are invested in these people too, and they care. And, and that makes me want to care. And it's something that Sam did, you know, it's something that Scott Bakula did. It's like when, when we were on those leaps, like Sam cared about those people, you know, Sam came to love some of the people that he was on those leaps with, you know, you just, just go look at Jimmy or freedom or, you know what I mean? There's a number of episodes, mm-hmm. uh, you know, thou shalt not, whatever, like, the way that he becomes so involved and invested in those people is, is, is integral to the way that the stories are told and, and our own personal investment in them. And I think that that's something that Ben and, and Raymond Lee have in spades. Mm-hmm. And the thing I love about this episode is that they draw a wonderful parallel between what's going on on the leap mm-hmm. and at the mission. Yep. Uh, and it's all about 
you know, like we, we don't agree with each other. Sometimes we're wrong. We apologize to each other. And that's my favorite thing about the the story wrapping up between Reynolds and Stratton is, yeah. is Reynolds apologizing to Stratton yep. and just saying flat out that, you know, I was wrong. Right. And we kind of get a variation on that when we go back to the project and everybody's coming together um, between Addison and Magic and Jen and uh, where Magic apologizes to Addison for pulling rank and they go to look at the hard drive. There's a key missing. What could that key possibly be? Addison produces it and she doesn't come out and say, I'm sorry, but she basically apologizes for. So with withholding that information, and I love that, you know, magic says it's fine. Like we're all figuring this out. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, and then they, you know, first to, to, to go back a lovely moment of Ben leaping out. I love this new leap effect this time around. Like we actually got a little bit of the old school. Yep leap sound which yep. i think was missing missing from the first episode and i love how the camera lingers on addison after after ben leaps out yeah like and she just, sees it like she yeah sees it's kind of amazing I mean, to like think about. she sees it i'm just interested and i'm sure they will explore this in a later episode but like if addison hangs around in the image chamber after like does she see you know the leapy like kind of come to you know come back in control of their body I would think so, right? Because they can't, because we know for a fact that they can't get a lock on Ben right away, that the leaps themselves are clearly taking time sure. uh, from, you know, from one to the next. And that, you know, Ian, they're the one that, that that's saying like, oh, hey, I, you know, I've got a lock on uh, Ben now. But um, so, so yeah, I, I, I would think that that would be the case, right? Yeah. Um, and, and poor Ben. Yeah. Now he's in the boxing ring mm-hmm. and he's just, he's taking a few punches to the face. Yeah. That's yeah. But then back at the project. So yeah, Addison produces the the hard drive and this massive data. Ian figures out they got to blow it up to like a 3d model. Yep. And it's a million variables, a million different points in space and there's a destination. So now they're, they believe that Ben was trying to find one specific point in time to lead to yeah so we've had some theories mm-hmm. that one specific point in time that one time and place mm-hmm. i'm not gonna i'm not gonna ask you know where and when because i you know but but why sure what are your thoughts you Honestly, right now, I don't want to know. I'm Fair enough. I'm, I am happy with the mystery of it. And if we mm-hmm. take, like, I don't want it to be a multi-season thing. Oh, I don't think it will be. Like, I, I want to know that the writers have a specific thing in mind. And I want to know, like, I want this to be season one's arc. Yeah. And I want to know, like, by the end of the first season, what was the thing that Ben, where, where and when was Ben trying to go to? Divorce ourselves from all the hubbub and, you know, the Scott Bakula's Twitter and Instagram and all that for a second. Do you think it has to do with Sam? It's, it's hard to divorce it. Um, <laughs> you know, I don't. No. Do you think it has to do with Addison? Like, why would it, what would it have to do with Addison? 
All right, I'm going to go out on a limb here. I don't think that this is what it is, but this is yeah. just one of the things that's floated through my head. What if everything that we are seeing is a result of Ben's leaping? Like, the show is taking the stance, contrary, I will admit, to the original series, that what we see has happened because Ben leaps. What if in the original history, Addison was killed in Afghanistan? And what if Ben, because of what Janice has told him, realizes that the only reason that Addison is there is because Ben went into the accelerator and saved her. And so it's like a predestination paradox where it's like, he's got to go, he's got to leap in order to save her in order to meet her fall in love. And, you know, just a thought. I like that. Some people on the internet may hate it. Because <laughs> they don't Look, like the whole love You can say that it. about anything, okay? That is true. Chocolate chip cookies, some people on the internet may hate it. You know, orange juice, some people on the internet may hate it. Water, some people on the internet may hate it. <laughs> that is true. But uh, I, I do appreciate that, especially from like the, like, like the predestination angle of it, it kind of like turns everything on its head of like, you know. Yeah, yeah. What we're saying. Uh, yeah it'll be it'll be uh interesting to see i mean i think that you know one of the things that the show is going to have to confront at some point obviously is the 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 lack and absence of sam um more specifically the lack and absence of scott bacula um they're going to have to confront it at some point um hopefully they're able to do it in a way that you know means that scott bacula is indeed you know, coming to terms and, and coming back, but on the off chance that, 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 that does not happen, they're going to have to find a way to talk about it. Um, but I think that, and the reason why I asked about Sam first is because I think that it's much more interesting if that point that he's trying to get to doesn't have anything to do with Sam. I think so too. Yeah. Uh, I, I would love to see, yeah, Scott Bakula come back, but I just think, especially since it's up in the air, whether or not he will ever come back, it's more interesting to go down the road of like, oh, we'll go now the, the creators have to assume that however they resolve Sam's story, that they're not going to be able to do it with Scott Bakula. Right. So. And look, I've been saying this for years. I mean, literally you can go back and you can listen to it on the podcast. Mm -hmm. Like given the opportunity, I still think the best way to involve Sam is to have Ben walk into Al's place and it's Sam is the bartender, yeah. you know, and, 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 and that, and, and, and here's the other thing too. I think that, by late eighties, early nineties standards, you had to take five seasons to get Sam to that place in 2022. There's no reason why Ben can't walk into that bar sometime in the first season. Sure. You know what I mean? Like the, just the storytelling and then the pace of it and the speed of it. Like there's no reason why you have to save that for some time down the road. So yeah. we'll see. We'll see. Anyway. We'll see. And, like, and people have been asking, you know, us and like having conversations and just in general on Twitter about, what do we think like is going on Scott Bakula? And I, I mean, it's, it's all conjecture. I, I really think it either came down to money or it came down to, uh, you know, he, he read the pilot script, which he said that he appeared in. Uh, and we know we read it. He did. Right. I went where I can give details of it. He read the pilot script. He saw it. The creators pitched what Sam's story was going to be. 
and maybe it ultimately offended his sensibilities. And he was like, no, this is not where I see the character of Sam. Like very much how like Mark Hamill felt about Luke Skywalker in The Last Jedi. Like he didn't he didn't see Sam going down the path that, that he saw. And maybe it was some kind of mixture of those two and whatever. But even in a recent interview like this last week, like Martin Garrow said in an interview, like we would love to have Scott back to the back. He can have a smaller role or as big a role as he wants. Yeah. The door is open. I, look, I think it's inevitable. I think it's going to happen. I think that one of the things that is that is clear, and, and it was pretty clear at the time the statement was made, I think it was a little bit of a shock to the system just based off of what we had known you know, going into this whole thing, especially having read that pilot. It, 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 I, I think that that was sincere. I think that that was true. I think that that was honest. I think people change their minds. I think sure. negotiations occur. I think rewrites occur. I think, you know, I, I, I don't imagine Martin Garrow is a smart guy. He's been mm-hmm. around for a while. The guy has a, like a deal with universal. Like he can do pretty much whatever he wants to do. Like he doesn't have to play around. Right. If he's sure. sitting there saying like the door's open, we want him to come back and he can basically, you know, write his own check as far as like how, you know, Sam appears story wise, large yeah. or whatever. Yeah. Like, I, I think it will happen. It's just a matter of time. Sure. Matter of and time. And I will say, and, and someone commented on our uh, our YouTube video from last week uh, about us like, saying, like giving the details of how Sam appeared in the pilot script. And I said, if it comes a certain point where it's obvious, like they are never going to be able to make the reveal in the way that they were planning to, sure. Absolutely. We'll, we'll, we'll put yeah. it out there at some point. But as long as it seems like they may still be able to, to salvage that moment in some way, let, let's just, yeah, keep it. Yeah. Keep it. Keep it <laughs> yeah. Because one of the things is, is it's like, you know, this is uncharted territory to us for so many reasons. Um, but uh, one of the things that like on the screener, for instance, that pops up um, before the episode starts is, uh, you know, they basically like NBC saying like, we value your integrity, you know, don't spoil mm-hmm. anything. Don't, you know, all that sort of stuff. And, and, and I, I kind of want to be like, oh, okay, you yeah. know, like that, uh, that, that's fair, you know? Sure. Um, and you know, uh, we don't, we, we don't want to piss in the pool. We don't want to fool ourselves into thinking that we can influence the creators in any way whatsoever. No. So just two idiots with a podcast. We're two, two tired dads with a podcast. <laughs> anyway, so to wrap up the, the talk about Atlantis, uh, obviously, I mean, we think it's the strongest episode of the series so far. <laughs> two, two episodes <laughs> in. And, and for what it's worth, uh, my wife, Betsy, who is a very casual fan of Quantum Leap in general, when we watched together, she said that she liked it a lot better than the first episode. And she actually liked the first episode quite a bit. Yeah. So for what that's worth from a, from a layperson's perspective. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, uh, you know, it's one of the reasons why I was felt compelled immediately to like tweet and, and just be like, you guys, this is, this is good stuff. Like, you know, I think, I think everybody's in for a treat. And I I mean, sure. There are some people that probably won't like it or we'll find something to nitpick on or whatever, something that we've missed or, you know, just willingly went along with or whatever. Uh, But overall, yeah, I thought it was really, really good. Um, I really enjoyed it. I feel like I came away from it knowing the characters and, and loving the characters uh, more 
and the mystery is deepened and you know it, we're getting these tantalizing glimpses now of like Janice and Beth mm-hmm. and you know and 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 what kind of the the goal and end game possibly was for for Ben and for Janice and so I, I'm really looking forward to what we're going to get next and the funny thing is is thinking about it in terms of the next couple of episodes I don't we don't know anything about what's happening at the project the only things that we know for these next couple of episodes are the leap we know that the next episode is the box Boxing Leap 1977 in Las Vegas. We know that the episode after that is the Bounty Hunter uh, Leap with with Justin Hartley, uh, and 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 that's it. Like I don't, we don't know if there if Janice is going to be in them. We don't know if there's any other guest stars. We don't know if there's any, you know, because um, we posted about a couple of guest stars on uh, Twitter recently. But one of the things that was pointed out to us, rightfully so, is that it could just be that these are guest stars that are being listed based off of like the Leap Out and the Leap In or something. So we sure. could see them. You Technically, know, in, they're considered right. current characters, by the way. Now, I think that 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 the that Joe Chafe and the guy from uh, Soap Opera News dot com mm-hmm. that they broke that he was going to be recurring. I to me, in my opinion, it's like, why would they break that if he was just, you know what I mean? Like if it was just sure. like a leap out in the next episode. So I feel like that there might be something more with him anyway. We'll mm-hmm. see. We'll have to we'll wait see. and see. But but I'm I'm intrigued. I can't wait to find out what's going to happen, you know, next at the project. It's uh, it's exciting. It's exciting. It to have a, a show on the air that I feel this invested in when it comes to these, these mysteries and wanting to know more and, and, and that sort of stuff, because I cannot honestly genuinely recall the last time that I really felt that way. Mm-hmm. Maybe with Lost. I'm sure there's something after Lost. I didn't really feel that way with Game of Thrones because I'd read the books and by the time they deviated from the books, I'd kind of stopped caring because it was like, sure. you know, whatever. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I don't know because everything else has been so bingeable, you know? Yeah, for sure. One more thing I would say, um, as far as like what we can expect from this upcoming season, uh, Allison Pregler, she posted on, on, on Twitter a couple of few days ago, we are going to get an episode on Halloween night. And um, I, Wait, I don't want to say- we I already knew that. Uh, we knew that before we, Allison told us. Somebody well, we else knew, told us. No, we knew that there was going to be a Halloween episode. I did not realize that we were going to literally get an episode on Halloween uh, night. So anyway. The uh, Halloween episode, based off of what we know, by the way, is going to be pretty killer. But, by the way, I, I, I we don't want to say anything about it. No. But uh, we, we can't. Uh, but but a but a new friend of the a new friend of the podcast has sent us some audition sides that they have been giving out to actors. Uh, to read, to read for the Halloween episode, and the creators—they—they—they they, they love the old school fans. They get they, it, and that they get it. They get us. They—they—they <laughs> they, they, they get us. They complete <laughs> us. They know what we want. Uh, and, and I really think, yeah, the Halloween episode—it's it, going to be going to be fun. Yeah. Yeah, we got some listener mail. Should we shift to that? Oh, let's do it. Let's uh, do it. We've been going so we, long. You know? I know we have. This is whew, we we are breaking our promise of keeping these first few episodes concise. Yeah, we, we kind of did a deep dive. We didn't really mean to do a deep dive, but it kind of happened all on its own. Yeah, kind of did a deep dive. Give us your feedback. Let us know if you, you like these shorter episodes, longer episodes. What do you like? Anyway, um, uh, so this is from a new listener, uh, uh, Roby, I think, or Robbie. Uh, forgive me if I pronounce it wrong. Um, this has been, I've edited this down just a little bit for space. Uh, I discovered your podcast over the summers. I did my own rewatch in preparation for the new series. Thank you for, thank you for joining us. Uh, like yeah. the both of you, I grew up on quantum leap, but it has been more than a decade since I've seen a single episode. And I was glad to find such a great podcast covering one of my all time favorite chips. Thank you. 
uh, and extra happy it's done by a couple of Trekkies as well. If you ever <laughs> run out of stuff to say about Quantum Leap, I would love to hear you Trek podcast. Hey, Bates Wide World Network. Yeah, That's wait. Right. Um, uh, Sam, I know you're a DS9 fan, but Voyager is where it's at for me. Uh, and Seven is the best developed character outside of Spock and the Trek I, universe, in my I, opinion. I don't know if I necessarily completely agree with that, but that is an excellent point. Like Seven is an incredibly well-developed character. Get not nearly the credit that that she deserves or the mm. writers deserve. Like Jerry Ryan's awesome. She's been awesome in Picard. So mm. I got to give it to you that. I don't necessarily know if I agree completely with the sentiment, but, but I'm on board with what you said 100%. Thank you for pointing that out. <laughs> All right. Uh, I really enjoyed your in-depth discussions of the episodes and the fact that you don't shy away from the series more problematic uh, topics and episodes. One of the more recent episodes I listened to was Catch a Falling Star, and I agree Sam was pretty despicable in that episode. We won't go into detail about it here. Go find it in our feed. Uh, hearing your theater memories were the highlight for me, so please don't ever <laughs> stop going off on Going off topic. Oh, we did that in this episode. Then some. Anyway. <laughs> uh, in my early 20s, I worked one season for a local opera company. I was not an actor. Um, I have no delusions of talent, whatever, uh, but work box office and backstage production. So your side conversation brought back some great memories. I, oh, we went off on some great, on some, I don't know, great. We went off on some theater tangents in that one. Uh, anyway. Yeah. Uh, and again, in the plays, the thing. <laughs> again, yeah. Uh, I have not listened to your review of freedom yet, but having rewatched it myself just weeks ago, I wanted to add my own two cents, even if it's a few years too late. I remember this being an all time favorite growing up and I can credit it with starting my interest in indigenous cultures. But I also worked on reservations for two years as a teacher's assistant oh, wow. and camp director, which gave me a completely different take on this episode as an adult. Although it is respectful to Native culture, for the most part, the fact Sam leaps into a Native American, I view no differently than John Wayne playing one. It also Ooh. does have some very generic tropes that are cringeworthy, to say the least. I know it was well-intentioned, but one thing I've learned is no matter how well-intentioned it is, it is still cultural appropriation and in the worst way. I found myself very guilty of this as well on my first days, but was quickly educated on the topic. I'll spare you the details, but I really am glad that the new series does not focus on a white man leaping into different ethnicities. You mentioned on a recent show about how this opens up so many possibilities for the new show, and I agree, and I can't wait to see you, I can't wait to see them tackle them. Um, last thing I'll say is how much I love the first episode of the new series. I'm not quite as old as you uh, on the cast as you two seem to be. But I absolutely loved Raymond Lee. Like Bakula, I found him instantly likable and a joy to watch. And I can't wait to see what he does and keep up the fantastic work. And looks forward to listening. Thank you so much. We appreciate thank you. That. Yeah, thank you very, very much. Um, I, you know, it, it's really interesting to hear about freedom from that perspective. Um, I, I think we we give a lot of grace to Sam and, you know, in the whole contextualization of when it was set, when it aired, et cetera, uh, it, you know, it's, it's kind of easy sometimes to say like, oh yeah, you know, when he leaped into a Native American, no big deal or whatever. But I think that one of the things that by, you know, by today's standards about that episode is it would have been interesting to see him maybe learn a little bit more, um, you know, and not in a, not in a, like a, a didactic or patronizing way about like, this is what it means to be an American Indian or whatever, you know, but like mm -hmm. to have, um, yeah, to, to, to be able to, 
because uh, we see that in Color of Truth. I mean, that's one of the things that makes the episode so brilliant is like Sam has to wrestle with the fact about that he's being treated as though he were a black man in the 50s in the South. And uh, and I think that throughout the course of freedom, you know, it's really more the, the stuff from the grandfather uh, that, that, that teaches us. But I don't necessarily know what Sam learns, although I do think that there's some lovely moments throughout the episode. And I still count it as, as one of my favorites and probably one of the better episodes of the series overall. Um, but I, I absolutely get, you know, where they're coming from. Mm-hmm. And, and, and I appreciate that, that perspective, uh, a great deal. You know, it's worth noting at this particular point, just in quantum leap 2022 is that, you know, Ben leaped into a white dude in the eighties. Mm-hmm. He leaped into a Japanese American man in the nineties. And now we know in the next episode, he's leaping into a young black man in the seventies. So it'll be interesting to see if that means anything, because obviously in this episode in Atlantis, there's this interesting connection, you know, that, that uh, Ben feels, we didn't really get any exploration. There was no time for it, but I think that it would be interesting in a way to hear what a Korean immigrant thinks about being, you know, how they're treated as a white person, you know, as a white dude. Mm -hmm. And when we all, it's interesting in a way, and I, I don't mean to imply that like, the the new creative team is just trying to like check boxes and get it out of the way or whatever. But it is interesting to think, you know, white man in the first episode, uh, Japanese American in the second episode, young black man in the third episode, and a woman in the fourth episode, white woman in the fourth episode. Mm-hmm. Um, like those are, yeah, that's his trajectory thus far, Ben's trajectory. So we've yet to have an episode, obviously, that is working to make a, a statement in the way that color of truth did, um, you know, or black and white of fire or, or raped or, or another mother, even or eight and a half months. Like you have to think it's only a matter of time before we get something, you know um, I know some people have been concerned that maybe they're going to stay away from that because they don't want to be controversial or whatever. Um, at the same time, look at, you know, look at the makeup of the cast. I don't think they're worried about being controversial. I mean, clearly there's uh, plenty of people out there. Well, not plenty of people, but a very vocal minority out there that have already mm-hmm. voiced their displeasure. Um, so I, I, I'm, I'm intrigued to see what happens when we get to a place where we get an opportunity to do some of the things that the old series did, sure. or in the case of freedom, maybe didn't quite do. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I really appreciate that letter. Thank you. Yeah, me too. Me too. Thank you so much. Appreciate it. On that note, having gone almost two hours, we should probably leap out here. Man, this is this is an old school, old school episode. If you tune in for a shorter one, we do apologize. We're 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 gonna get flack. I could I could see it now. The dozens of of listeners are going to come out of the woodwork. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. You promised me an hour. Yeah. uh, uh, no, you know what? Here's the thing. I, I think that it, we're effusive. We had a little extra time last Monday. We definitely did not have any time. I think that we'll probably still revisit this episode at some point. Like we kind of plan on doing with the other episodes, uh, eventually, but, um, but man, I just really loved Atlantis and I hope other people yeah. enjoy it, you know, even half as much as I did. And I think that people have a really good time with it. Uh, I can't wait to hear what everyone else thinks about the episode. Um, and I can't wait to hear what people think about this episode. And if there's any other interesting things that you want to add to the conversation track us down you know fates wide wheel at twitter fates wide wheel over on the facebook we've got the tiktok we got the instagram we got a youtube we got all the things yeah. we even have an email address or yeah email us fates wide wheel podcast because believe it or not somebody had fates wide wheel uh fates wide wheel podcast at gmail.com holding us hostage and, yeah and uh yeah 
But on that note, I think we should leap out of here and we'll see you next week for someone up there likes Ben. That's right. Somebody up there likes Ben. Somebody up there likes Ben. Somebody up there likes me is a Paul Newman movie about a boxer. Fantastic. James Dean was originally going to be starring in that film, but interesting. Then he hopped in his car that one day in September 1955. The world was forever changed. Uh, All right. On on that that note, (laughs) thank you all so very much. Take care of yourselves. Take care of one another. Stay safe out there and leap responsibly. All right. Have a good one. No